This is Spice Radio, 1200 AM. You're tuned into the Morning Buzz with me, Natasha and Mankara Nojra. We're talking today to Ishana Bhangu. She is the president of the Alma Mater Society, AMS for short, Academic and University Affairs. A warm welcome to the show, Ishana. Hi, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your time. I know it's uh, almost a uh, time when you're busy with your classes and you've taken time out for us and for the students to be the voice for them. But uh, let's get right to it because uh, I saw an article where uh, it was indicated that a lot of students at the UBC, undergrads specifically, are facing a food crisis. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, our latest survey, the 2022 Academic Experience Survey, shows us that around 40% of students indicated that they have low food security. And I think that's just really very unfortunate because having food on your table, groceries, and just having a meal should be the last thing a student has to worry about. And are these students mostly international students? Because when we're talking about inflation, you know, the rising cost of food, it's impacting all of us in many different ways. And we're talking about students. You're also paying for your student tuitions. It's not cheap to be living, you know, out of your home country. So who is this really impacting? Yeah, I think um, when it comes to the breakdown of students, it is, it, this seems to be a crisis that's, that's affecting most students almost equally. We do have breakdowns between graduate and undergraduate students. But after that, I think the conversation really becomes about affordability. And it's not just about food, but tuition, like you mentioned, but also the housing crisis. We're also seeing students really, really struggling to pay rent, really struggling to find a place to live um, that's affordable. And at the same time, they're lining up outside the AMS Food Bank. Um, the AMS Food Bank actually has over 1,000 visits per month, at least over the summer we did. So when we look at this, it's just very concerning. And um, what it points to is that being a student isn't just being a student anymore. It's working two, three part-time jobs, paying for your tuition, making sacrifices between even textbooks and groceries sometimes. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's just unfortunate that this is what it's come down to. And Ishana, when you speak about hustling between jobs, I believe there would be some restrictions as well that come into play, right? Yeah, exactly. Like for a lot of international students, they can't work um, as many jobs as a domestic student can work. Um, they also don't have access to loans the way that domestic students do. Same thing with graduate students. A lot of them don't actually have access to even parental support. And the issue also becomes that, um, like, yes, there's a restriction on how many jobs you can take up. But when you're taking up so many jobs, you're also not studying very well. So you're not performing academically, which is why you come to university to study, gain an education, and then, you know, go on in life and get a job. But when they're divided, you know, between having to take on two, three part-time jobs, reduce classes, or not do well in classes, because basics like rent and food are so expensive, um, and we don't see a lot of support from the university or the government, um, I don't know. Like, just I think the only way to phrase it is being a student isn't being a student anymore. It's a very different experience. And would you say, has the pandemic really fueled a lot of these challenges like food and security and students having a challenging time, you know, being able to afford rent? I would say, um, surprisingly, uh, during the COVID, the first year of the COVID pandemic, um, food insecurity was not as high as we saw before and after, but probably because a lot of students ended up going home. However, as we saw students back on campus, and I think when we look at the mix of all the problems with rent and also just the mental health crisis that the pandemic caused, um, 
there's definitely a correlation between the struggles students are facing and the pandemic and also just the lack of supports in place. Now, Ishana, I did try connecting with the university, some you know, so that they could come and speak on the show, but we couldn't get them for comment. But uh, what is the role of the university in all this to alleviate the pro- problems that the students are facing? I think the university really needs to step up and provide more funding to things like the AMS Food Bank that's already supporting students, but also just more direct aid to students. There's a UBC meal share program, which in a very in a nutshell. Um, a student just has to go online, click a button affirming that they need some help and support, and it loads $100 onto their card. Last year, this program saw over $500,000 in funding, but this year, it's definitely been reduced, and currently, the program isn't working. We also saw UBC send out an email to their alumni network asking them for a $10 donation so that they can fund a breakfast. I think it's one thing... November and it's just I mean when you see something like that like a one day breakfast and that money is being raised to put towards a one day breakfast that one day breakfast isn't going to reduce food insecurity on campus isn't going to help the students who go to sleep hungry and the students who have to you know stand there in line for 10 minutes and think are they going to buy the groceries or are they going to go and buy their textbook. Now, the university says that they have a systems-based approach, and they've mentioned the UBC meal share program, the Acadia food uh, hamper program, and uh, the ongoing low-cost nutritious meal and grocery options. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe uh, that's with Sprouts. So what do you have to say about that? And they've also sent me a budget allocation of 325,000 for direct food support, then financial aid of 700,000. Uh, do you think, yeah. you know, is that enough? And, of course, for the AMS Food Bank, uh, they've allocated a budget of, what, $90,000? Yeah. So what I'll point out is the AMS Food Bank, actually, the AMS funds it. And the AMS is funded by student fees, so we're paying for the food bank ourselves. Hmm. That's not university funded. Same thing, the, the thing about Sprouts as well, that's a student-run cafe. So, yeah, the university might be providing a little bit of funding, but if you compare it to last year, they were providing a lot more funding. Last year, um, there was about an extra $600,000. So we were looking at almost $1 million towards all these initiatives that you're talking about, um, like Sprouts, the low-cost grocery model, the leadership program, and the food bank. So that was one-time funding. But the issue is you can't just take away one-time funding from food insecurity because food insecurity isn't a one-time problem. That's true, Ishana. And I believe their argument is that food insecurity is Canada-wide. It's just not a problem of UBC or of any institute or university or in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So That just sounds like a way to wash hands off of the responsibility that the institution and even the government have um, in ensuring that students are having the academic experience that they're paying for. And when they're faced with all these costs of like tuition and rent, and they're not able to fulfill the academic mission that they came for, I don't think the university is doing its job. Now, moving forward, and especially with the issue of food insecurity, what kind of steps would you like to see? I think number one solution, number one needs to be that they are providing more funding uh, to the programs that are already in place and trying to support students. There's a lot of work being done in the community that the university needs to support more. Um, and in addition, they should be developing a long-term strategy as to how they're going to address food insecurity on campus. It can't just be a every single year there's fighting going on for funding. It can't just be one-time funding. So I think what we'd like to see is a strategy to address this problem of students not having food 
um, but also they need to be taking a holistic approach and addressing affordability overall. They should also focus on rent and affordable housing on campus, textbooks, and the cost of tuition. So I think it's a multiple, it's a multifaceted approach that the university needs to take. Ishana, today uh, with this conversation, you have really taken us on ground and given us an overview of what's happening with our students when we talk about inflation, when we talk about in food insecurity. I, I did not even consider that, you know, the students would be facing these kind of hardships, especially when they're away from home, when the cost of living is so high. You mentioned rent. You talk about exchange rates as well that are pretty, you know, volatile right now. So uh, if any of the alumni want to contribute or anybody wants to kind of be part of this, a program, uh, the food-related support services, what can they do? Yeah, I would say please just reach out to us. Um, the AMS Food Bank takes a lot of donations. Um, it doesn't actually even have to be money. It could just be food and, you know, like the food that we can give out to students. Um, so just reach out to us at president at ams.ubc.ca. Um, we really appreciate the support, but also I think the message is that the institutions like UBC and the government need to step up here. Thank you so much, Ishana, for your time. And uh, most definitely, our students, they have a right to education and they shouldn't be hustling for this. You have a beautiful day ahead, Ishana. Thanks for having me, Tasha. Have a good one. Bye. You too.